recapping a wonderful weekend today in the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's get going. Well, greetings, folks. Uh, so glad you're with us. What an amazing time we had with accessing Heavenly Realms with Evangelist Todd Bentley and myself and all the people that showed up that were just so hungry for God. I want to, first off, just number one, thank Todd. And um, we are such, we have really become really good friends. And, um, and uh, you know, I know there's a whole controversy that sometimes follows him because, really because of bitterness. But let me just say this, too, though. I've been with Todd since 2017, and, you know, none of the behavior mentioned, you know, that he was accused of did I ever see, and uh, which is amazing now because a lot of that stuff was way in his past. And, by the way, he, he literally, you know, 99% of the stuff is not true. So I don't even want to get into that again. But what I am impressed with is the mercy of the Lord. And... Um, you know, maybe you're sitting there and you're going, you know, I remember being on a Zoom call with Bill and a, a gentleman was um, talking about he had screwed up his marriage. He had had an affair. And I remember Bill just saying, you know, I just haven't had those moral failures. And, you know, to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I just love Bill. He's so solid in everything he does. But the other reason... You know, the other thing is, is that the same grace that we use and we, uh, I just celebrated 35 years of my lovely bride yesterday and, um, God, I love her and, uh, she loves me and, uh, and I love that. My kids know it. My kids see it. We've always tried to, uh, be an example for them in Christ. We didn't want to be people. We were not people who around our house preached the word to our kids, but try to outwardly live the kingdom. We, we try to display forgiveness love mercy and sometimes sometimes a rod when needed but we we were always merciful always um and we're, you know and, and i and i got really good kids and and i'm blessed i didn't have i don't have you know my kids aren't on drugs alcohol porn they're not, none of that stuff they're they're godly kids and they they amaze me because stuff i had done by the time their age was a long list of crimes against the kingdom. So um, the same grace that we've used to keep our marriage and to walk in that love is the same grace that will come upon you to restore your marriage, restore your life. But you have to want it. And, um, you know, what my approach in the restoration process with Todd was not to demand Todd do something. Now, I did I did bring correction to some of the way they did their ministry um, and some of the people they had around them. I told them to fire them, fire most of them. Really, I told them to fire them all. Um, and the reason was because they were not people that were going to uphold to a high standard, but were more comfortable in a lower standard. And, and I don't want that around me. My leaders around me are impeccable leaders. They're leaders of faith, they're leaders of power, they're leaders of love, but they're leaders of integrity. And that's a that's one of my core things is integrity. Having been that person of integrity, I don't ever want my kids to go, 
but dad, I thought you were a godly man and you were doing this. I, I don't want that. I love my children and I want to be that example. Now, to, to my ultimate motivation, I love my God. I love my God. And, and, um, and, and I don't want to do that. I lived all that life. I, li I lived five lives of sin by the time I got married. So I, I didn't need, maybe I didn't need it, but I could, it was still, you know, I needed Jesus. You know what I mean? I needed Jesus in a bad way. And um, I don't mind, I don't talk about it. Like if we were talking about Todd the Evangelist, he could talk about all this stuff. I don't really care to. But but what a great, what a great to watch the people. Number one, I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to give thanks to some of the people in here. Number one, to Margaret, my, me and Kathy's assistant leader. Um, she's a prophet. You can see her on Monday nights on the gate. Uh, app and YouTube, Facebook channels, uh, and then uh, she has been with us for 20 years, and she is amazing. She's a person of integrity. Me and my wife love her. Yes, she's single. Yep, and she's even divorced. Yep, she is. And uh, she came to Christ after being divorced twice, and she's been with me now 20 years, and couldn't be more proud of her and all that. And then I got Jerry and Denise, and Denise walked in my <laughs> walked in my in my living room. We used to do home meetings, and we used to do home meetings that would last five, six hours, and people would be laid out all over the floor. And I prophesied to them. And she walked in, and I God gave me her, you know, showed me her mail, and I ministered to her, and and um, I, her and her husband, which I met in two thousand nine. Um, just there are pastors; they do the inner healing. They amazing and but i mean i love these people this these people are um you know they make ministry fun and easy for me and then um um and then there is um the, um jeremy and carrie now carrie does the worship jeremy does all the media but jeremy travels with me and he 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 those two <laughs> You know, I've had worship leaders, and you know, you can have very talented worship leaders. I had some really talented worship leaders, like really talented, and they they were amazing talent, but they all fell. You know, they all had bad character, or they would, you know, you know, they would just screw up. Carrie has grown into a worship leader. She didn't come in with all that talent. She has grown into it, and I. This has been since twenty. Uh, 15, I think, somewhere around there, and I've just, she's grown into it. I, they've been with me for like 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it's been, and I'm so proud of her and who she's become as a worshiper, who she's become as a wife, because they weren't married, who she's become as a woman, a wife, a mother, a leader, so proud of her. And then Jeremy, I don't think I can say enough great things about Jeremy. These are, all these are spiritual kids to me, you know, and um, to Kathy and I, and we love them. We, um, you know, and then, you know, my own daughter who does, you know, young kids, little baby ministry, and, and she just loves babies and her patience sometimes, but her, she's not a pushover and she's, you know, I, I, I'm so blessed with this. And then we have elders and we have members and I want you to know all of you at Gay Church, you, you don't know, cause I'm not a guy who's going to get up there every day and spend 15 minutes on the Sunday service telling you how much I love you. But all that I do is for the Lord. And I do it unto the Lord when I do it for you. I, I, I labor in what I do because um, I want to steward. 
I want to love you. I want to give you the kingdom. I want to share it with you. And that's my motivation and all of that. And um, I'm called. I have no doubt about that. And, uh, but I, I believe that, the, that there, there's a value of people that God puts in your path. And this week, and I met some new people that will be coming along. And I'm just so honored with all of that. That's just a, a, a complete honor to me that um, the Lord uh, adds people to you. And stuff like that. So uh, this weekend, uh, by the way, the teachings from this weekend are available on the app. We're going to remove them from YouTube and Facebook. And then we'll put up clips and stuff like that. But the all six messages, three from Todd, three from me, will all be on, of course, and also Sunday morning, will all be on the Gate Church app. And you go to the gate jacks, uh, thegatejacks.com and go to media on there. And you'll see a folder that says Accessing Heavenly Realms. You'll see like a little, you know, um, JPEG and click on that and it'll give you all the videos. And you can watch those. Uh, I might take out the worship so you don't have to do that yourself and stuff like that. But we normally just like we'll crunch it down to the messages. Maybe maybe we won't. Not in there. Um, but um, they're going to be there for you uh, for, for a while at least. And we want you to enjoy those. We want you to enjoy... Um, those messages and um, um, re-listen to stuff that Todd taught and I taught so you can get it in your spirit. We both kind of run. This is what I love about Todd. We don't plan, but we're, we have this connection in the waiting, in the secret place. And it's, it's our heart to do that. Okay. Now, the other thing is, is I know we have gotten a lot of prayer requests after the meetings were over and they kept coming in. So I've decided every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Now I'm making this on Tuesday, so I'll be doing it tonight. Uh, probably I, if I get back, I have some friends in town. And then I have class tonight, so I should be back. But um, but every Tuesday night, and then I'll put up the phone number, and it's just going to be live on Facebook and on the app. And if you need prayer, you'll be able to text in and pray with me in you know live time. We'll, we'll pray live over those, and we'll do that. And because I really feel that, People are just hurting out there. They're in, they're, they're in pain. And you have to, you know, Lou, what happens if they don't, prayers don't get answered? Well, prayers always get answered. That's, let, me, let me tell you this. Prayers always get answered. God doesn't hang up the phone on me. I don't know. This is our faith has got to increase. He says, ask. He says, seek. He says, knock. Well, the problem we have is maybe, you know, We've heard other people's testimony. God didn't answer my prayer. Don't, don't listen to that stuff. Let me, let me tell you something, and let's just go there right now. Matthew chapter 7, and I talked about this on Friday afternoon, the first message. But I want to talk, I talked about the knocking. But I want to talk about the asking this time, this morning, or just uh, today, and, and get this out there to you. And I want to share this with you because... I keep saying I'm going to do it in the Amplified, so let me grab my Amplified Bible. Um, the reason I want you to, to really have this in your spirit, because um, a lot of problems with people's faith is that they, um, they allow garbage in. Okay, And if you allow garbage in, garbage out. And I always treat it like, okay, you have this clear, clear tube. And you take Black marbles. You know, that's how my mind was. My, my whole tube was filled. Think of it as my mind. My whole tube was filled with 
doubt, unbelief, sin, lust, perversion. That was my tube. And then I get saved. Okay, my spirit comes alive, but I realize my mind is in contradiction to, to my spirit, to the Holy Spirit. I realize it's in contradiction to words. So I, I was already reading the word for two years, but now when I got, all of a sudden when I got born again, the word became alive to me. And what I didn't see, I now see. What I didn't understand, he's giving me understanding. And, and you take like, now you take these white marbles pure thoughts and they come in and then you know as you as you as you get born again you get a negative thought but now you you know you might get three negative thoughts in a row and four positive thoughts and the your your mind becomes a mixture between good thoughts of faith and hope and love and and it, and it might still have the occasional lust and perversion and all that but you have to keep feeding yourself on faith. Keep feeding yourself on the Word of God. Keep feeding yourself. Uh, you know, I watch videos. I, I watch ministers. I, I do this, and people don't, don't understand why I do that. Because if you don't do it, you can't expect results. Um, God's not, it's not, I always tell people, it's not like the Matrix, where you all of a sudden need faith, and you close your eyes, and they download it in your, you know, through your, <laughs> you're just sitting somewhere and you're in a 3D world. That's not, that's how it works. You have to do the labor for this stuff. You have to meditate on it. But all of a sudden you realize that you have more white than black. And then, man, you might have one black one. Let's say there's 50 marbles that fit in the tube. You might have one. But it's getting pushed over. It's getting dominated by all the pure thoughts and it gets lost in the cluster. You know, and then, then you learn how to really deal with thoughts, and you got positive thoughts. Now, the thoughts you get from the enemy aren't your thoughts. They're not in the tube. Just because you have a flash thought, that isn't, that isn't you. That's the enemy trying to draw you out. You'll know it's your thought when you meditate on it. That's how you make your thought yours. You meditate on it. Okay, let me, let me, we're going to come back. We haven't even read it yet. We're going to come back to Matthew, uh, in a sec, somebody read Hebrews 1.9. says this about Jesus. You have loved righteousness. You have delighted. This is meditating. By the way, delighted in the Hebrew means you have meditated a place that you become pliable before the Lord. You have delighted yourself in integrity, virtue, and uprightness. I, mean, what, I thought integrity and virtue are the same thing. No, integrity is a condition of the heart, but virtue is the power. Remember, Jesus says, virtue flowed out of me. I felt power, virtue. All right. Integrity, virtue, uprightness in purpose. So here's the thing. You begin to start purposing your heart, loving righteousness. So you start, Lord, cultivate integrity in me and cultivate that integrity. Now it becomes virtue because now your integrity becomes powerful. Your integrity gives you a sense of power over the enemy, okay? Like, like Joseph, how could I do this before my God? When uh, Potiphar's wife wanted him to sin, I can't do this against my God, let alone Potiphar, but not against my God. Because I, I've so meditated on the promises he has given me, I've so meditated on his goodness that I haven't even, I, I can't even do this. That's power of, that's integrity having power over darkness. Okay, and uprightness in my purpose. Now, because I have these two, my purpose is now, I'm upright in my purpose. I have a godly purpose. I understand my purpose. I understand 
why I'm here, why I'm doing things I'm doing. And then it says, and in thought. So here's my heart condition. Now my thought, look at my spirit, my spirit, my soul, and it says thought and action, my flesh. Let me do this again. Integrity, virtue, um, uprightness, my most holy place. My thought, holy place. And now those begin to push through my members. Okay, and that's the outer court. See, when I got born again, when you got born again, you became a new living creature in Christ. Your spirit was born again by the breath of God. Okay? The, look, at God's word is spirit and life, and it says you were born again by the incorruptible seed, the word of God. In that word, there was rhema. And it came alive in you. Doesn't mean the Holy Spirit filled you. Because the Bible doesn't say that. But He is with you. He is active in your life now. And then, and then what this translates to, my thoughts become, I'm just so meditated, I'm so in, I'm in, in, enraptured in your love, Lord, that that's where my thoughts are at. And then I'm able to sit there and my actions line up to the integrity of my heart. But he says this, and you have hated lawlessness, injustice, and iniquity. You can't, you can't love the Lord and love lawlessness. People say we have no law, then that's lawless. You have a law. It's, but you go, what's the law to love the Lord thy God with thy heart? Yeah. That was the law that summed up those two commandments, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, were in Deuteronomy to, listen, to consummate all the laws given to Israel. If, 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 that's what he said. These sum up the law and the prophets. What happens to people is they think when they quote that, they don't realize they're quoting the law. It was the summary. It was the summary of everything. Okay? That's what it was. It was a summary. Now, we're not made righteous by those things. We're made righteous by faith. We're saved by faith. However, we walk in the Spirit, and we have to know what's right and wrong. Everything you want to do isn't always right. All right. All right. Let's go back to Matthew. Hope you're following along with me. Oh, Jesus. Matthew 7, verse 7. Keep on asking, and it will be given you. Now listen. Verse 8. I don't want to go into the other two. I'm just staying with the asking. Okay? For everyone who keeps on asking receives. Everyone who keeps on asking receives. Don't stop asking. He hasn't said no. You go, why doesn't he answer right away? I don't, I, don't, I don't answer questions he doesn't. Sometimes he does answer my prayer request instantly. Sometimes he doesn't. Or sometimes he does and it's delayed. 
Sometimes when I'm asking him for, I said this on the thing, sometimes I'm asking for something and he has to give me, you know, I got five years of learning things before he can give me that because that has no foundation. He's got to give that to me. He's got to mature me. He's got to grow me up. Don't stop asking. And that's why we keep praying. That's why we keep asking the Lord. That's why we keep doing the things we do. But let's get back to those marbles in our head, shall we say. And remember this verse. Matthew 4.24 says this. And he said to them, this is in the Amplified, listen to this. Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. You know, it is amazing to me how many Christians think that we don't hear today. And they go, well, he speaks to us through a word. Okay, he speaks through the word. Like he'll speak. That means he's speaking. The problem with a lot of Christians is that's as far as they'll go. They don't realize as God could talk to us. They make it like he only speaks scripture to us. I, I don't know how we got so angry with God that we think he can't speak. I don't know where that happened. I don't, I don't know. I came on the scene late. This has been going on for a while. About <laughs> 2,000 years, people believe God can't speak. And he does speak to my heart. He speaks to me every day. I so am grateful for his voice. Remember, the commandment to the Old Testament was this. If you keep his commandments, that's what he said, and obey his voice, that's what he's going to say. Okay. In other words, they were to obey the scriptures. In other words, they, they were his commandments in the scriptures, but God would also speak to them in their journey that they would also have to obey his voice. His voice will not, listen, for all those people who are always afraid that God's going to, like, you're going to get something wacky doodle, God's not going to violate his word. He will violate your belief of the word, but he will not violate the word. Now, that's the problem with a lot of Christians, because a lot of Christians who believe that God doesn't speak today are actually in violation of Scripture. So I hear stuff like this. He only used the first 12 apostles. Then why did he use Paul? Well, Paul was an apostle. Paul, what number was Paul in the apostle rank? Because Paul is about 10 years after the church's birth on Pentecost. What do you do with the scripture that says, by spiritual command, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Your daughters will prophesy. Let's go to that. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. What are you going to do about the promise of the baptism of the Spirit? And then you get people who think the baptism of the Spirit was for them. At Pentecost, except Paul does it in Ephesians, I mean in Acts chapter 19 in Ephesus. See, a lot of this belief system is hogwash. Let me just say that. Hmm. And verse 4, and they were filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues as a spirit, kept giving them clear and loud expression, each tongue in appropriate words. Let's go down to where Peter's got to rebuke them. 
For these men are not drunk, verse 15, as you imagine, as it is only the third hour, about 9 a.m. of the day. But instead, this is the beginning of, the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days. God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your young men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances, and your old men shall dream dreams, divinely suggested dreams. Yes, and on my men servants, and on my maid servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. Do you believe the word or not? Or are you just a Pharisee? Do you believe God's word as you claim to? Because that's his word. You go, well, no, 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 no. That was for the, I hear this all the time. That was for the apostles, except the spirit fell out 120. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was most likely up there. Mary Magdalene was most likely in that room. They were there. I can tell you Mary was probably, both Marys were there because they would have been with John. When, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Behold your mother, John, behold your son, Mary. His brothers are probably believers now. Because <laughs> they were believers before the cross. But they're probably believers now. They were skeptical too. What are you going to do about those people? And say, well, it was only for the 12 apostles. Now there's 100. There's 10 times that in the upper room. By the way, we've already kicked out one apostle. We've added one. Right? What are you going to do about Acts, Acts 10? Well, number one, let's go to Acts 9. When it falls upon Paul, Ananias comes at, I must lay hands on you that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. What are you going to do? Well, wait a minute. What are you going to do in Acts 10 when the Holy Spirit falls on Cornelius' house and they all prophesy? And Peter tells the disciples that it fell on them as it did us in the beginning. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about in Acts chapter 6 when they pray for the seven men to take care of feeding people that it says Stephen performed signs and wonders and miracles and Philip went down to Samaria in chapter 8 and performed miracles, signs and wonders and turns the city upside down. What are you going to do? They weren't apostles. They were supposed to be ushers. Deacons. They were supposed to oversee the distribution, the administration. But they were full of the Holy Ghost. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about Philip, who's seven, who four daughters prophesied over the Apostle Paul? What are you going to do in Acts 19 when it falls on the 12 of them? And it, and it says this in Acts 19. Now, it's the word. So don't get mad at me. This is the word. On hearing this, they were baptized again, this time in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
And as Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in foreign, unknown tongues, languages, and prophesied. There's about 12 of them in all. What do you know about those 12? They weren't, they, they weren't apostles. They just got saved, and they were prophesying. What are you going to do? You understand my problem is like, word people, you have to ignore a lot of word to believe that God doesn't speak today, that there's no signs and wonders today, there's no miracles today. You have to ignore a lot of word to believe it's no longer. Now, well, let me tell you this, but let me, let me agree with you here. If you don't believe that God speaks today, then you're right. He won't speak to you. But if you believe God does speak and you turn your ear to hear, he, you will hear his voice and he'll speak to you. But remember, God doesn't violate his word. So if I hear something that's in violation of word, I start going, whoa, whoa, whoa. If, like I literally had a friend who said God told him to divorce his wife and marry someone else. I said, that is not the Lord. And rebuked him for it. I had another guy told me, he was supposed to marry this woman. I said, well, tell me about her. Oh, I met her in Honduras, and she's a wonderful person. Oh, she's so sweet, lovely. But she's first got to divorce her husband. I said, well, not God. Not God. That's not God. That's lust. That's not God. Here's why. I said, because God doesn't violate covenant. There was a king in Israel who, who made a covenant with the kings of, I think it was Babylon or Medes, Persia, and then he wanted to break, and God said, no, 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 no. You made covenant. Get in there. God doesn't let us violate covenant. That's why, that's why um, Joshua, coming out of Israel, when he makes covenant with the Gideonites, but then he finds out they're the next town over, and he didn't check with the Lord. He still has to honor that covenant. He can't kill them. Why? Because God honors covenant. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm so thankful. Please go listen to those messages again, but I'm so thankful for all of you that attended, watched. Um, and uh, I came to tell you, like, yeah, we were exhausted. <laughs> Me and Todd went, oh, we did three on Saturday. went, oh, three days. Probably won't do that one again. Um, <laughs> because older we get, we like, we really like one a days, but it's just not enough to gather people, just give them three, four meetings. That's, we want to give them as much as we can when they're gathered like that. So, um, but it was so wonderful. It was so amazing. Um, there was healings. There was some, there, you know, I think we had mostly, I don't know if we had any miracles. We'll have to wait. Testimonies come in. Um, miracle to me is like creative miracles and stuff like that. The miracle of healing is sometimes instant, people say, and then healing takes time. I think when we're dealing with a miracle, it could be out. It could deal with creation, not just health. When we're dealing with healing, it's normally health. Okay, so that's just you know I don't don't parse those things out. Um, I appreciate Todd. Um, I know Todd's got some a new package out, and you could probably go to his website or his Facebook page. They're promoting some new stuff. Hope you do that. I have a school. Um, where you can, for the end of this month, I'll put up the JPEG right here. You can be a part of it and get, uh, I think it's 40% off, so it's 60 bucks, normally 100 And um, And what's great is if you join one, then the next one I give you at a great discount. So the members of the school get the second school at a great discount. Okay, and the reason I do is because I'm not. it's not about me just making money. 
Of course, let me just tell you this. You can also partner with us at lewisdcna.com. Click on the donate, and it'll say different ways to partner with us, and you can partner with us. And we have different level amounts. You give a one-time offering. All the money, look, the money I make in the ministry isn't going towards lifestyle. What I'm not doing with the money in ministry is, if you see my house, you know I'm not doing it with that. I need a new kitchen. My house is 30 years old. We're not doing it with that, okay? We, my wife works hard. I work hard. But I've got about three international trips this year and probably about six locations. Now, when I go internationally, normally it's out of my pocket, okay? So a lot of times... I am going overseas. When I go overseas with Todd, normally it's out of my pocket. Sometimes it's not, but there are expenses out of my pocket. I'm going to Italy in April. It's going to be out of or April or May. It's going to be out of my pocket. I got to get those dates down real quick. And um, so that's going to happen. All right. And when I travel, I, I a lot of times it's out of my pocket. It goes to making videos. It goes to this. And uh, we don't, we have not since 2007, taking money from our ministry from the time I started a church. And so, because we've put it all in the ministry. Now, I'm not saying down the road that it, it wouldn't be, you know, I, I, I don't mind for the stuff I do with the books and tapes, even though I've not taken a penny from that. Eventually, I like to sep separate the offerings from the product and then, you know, because I'm spending all the time writing and making videos and stuff like that. I do it all for the mission field. I do it all for the souls, for the harvest, it's we're partnering with Todd in that. I mean, that's what I want to see. I want to see a cities. I want to see cities turned upside down for Christ. And that means going after the lost and you could help us with that. And so I'm going to start a new giving track where you could give just to missions. Okay. And I will try to separate out missions from the products. So your offerings will go to souls. So we donated, we, we sewed into Todd's thing he's got going on in Memphis uh, every home for Christ, we sowed 2,500 as a church. We did that, and all of a sudden, other churches started giving. So we were the first ones to give into that, and it started blessing other people. But go to lewisdcn.com. There's a lot of free product on there. Go to the store. There's free stuff. There's paid stuff. If you want to, <coughs> excuse me. If you want to join the school, then you will. Uh, you can go and do that, obviously, with us, and you got the code for it right there. And I'll put that up. And I think when it's on there, because uh, I have to do this in post-productions, when I put it up there, it will have a QR code. So just stop the uh, track, use your camera if you can, and uh, just take that picture and QR code. If not, and that should put the code right in it for you. So you don't have to do that way. But either way you do it, come and join us. And the way that school works is I drop products in there. I drop videos and I do a video and I drop in some extra videos every week. But on Tuesday nights, we meet at 7.30 Eastern Time online inside the app or inside the, my, my website. You meet online with me and you get to ask questions. So it's more, uh, Tuesday nights is more of a mentoring, answering those questions, talking about some divine things that we need to talk about and that you can ask questions about anything. Like, hey, I, I had this dream how, and we can, we can unravel all that stuff. We do that together. And by the way, this is the deal. Like if you need an extra session, I'll meet you right up in there. We'll create a live room and we'll just talk about it. Okay. And we, cause my goal is the Lord told me this year to raise up a priesthood that knew how to abide with him, operate in his courts and partner with the anointing. So that's this whole year. I am just giving myself to raising up a Royal priesthood. So come on and join us. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. 
I love you, and I really mean that. I love you, and I'm here to serve you. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you.